Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys Podcast, brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? This is your boy, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. And we are the Wise Guys Podcast, man. Yes, sir. Back for another week. Oh, gosh, Mark, man, we here, man. We here in Brooklyn, New York, man. It's been a while, man. How you doing, bro? It's been great, man. It's, it's beautiful to be here. Uh, everything's been good. Just starting an adventure, getting into real estate. So, excited about that. Yeah, man. Congratulations, man. Last time I saw you was two months ago during the holidays, man. And now, you know, you're getting this whole real estate game popping, man. How does it feel? It feels good, man. I'm working the Brooklyn market, so it's nice to see the new buildings coming up, the new developments, and... Getting them rented out, man. Excellent. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, man. I'm so proud of you, bro. I'm really, really proud of you and uh, just watching your ascent. And I hope to, you know, God willing, still, I'm hoping to still, you know, get the chance to continue to see it for many, many more years. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. Most Um, definitely. And the reason why I say that, man, is because, man, so much has happened since the last time I spoke to you. First and foremost, you know, passing to Kobe, man. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely tragic. Someone who was truly, truly after the game of basketball, you know, building his wealth, building his empire and was preparing to spend quality time with his family and pass it on down to his kids, man. Absolutely. He was a family man. I mean, really dedicated to his craft, whether it was basketball or investments. And you just it's just so hard to, to see something like that happen. There's someone so focused on life yeah. to just lose in the blink of an eye. I know. So, man, it's crazy. But, you know, we uh, we appreciate his contribution. Without a and, doubt. Um, definitely, man. It's just a tough one. Yeah, man. But that's why we got to keep going hard. You know, like that, that Mamba mentality is a real thing. Even though if we don't call it that, we that's how we apply our lives. Exactly. Our exactly. Lives to that, it's just you know? a mentality, man. And we that's what we do. We execute. Yeah, for sure. And I know this is episode uh, 10. I know this mm-hmm. is episode 10. And, um, you know, by the time, uh, you know, we're pre-recording this episode, by the time this episode launches, it'll be like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be like a Tuesday, March, um, March 9th or March 8th, 9th or 10th or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever day that Tuesday falls on. And so, uh, you know, Kobe, that was a month ago, you know, and yeah, time, it, that's, flies. time flies, man. It's man. crazy. Uh, so unexpected. So um, RIP to Kobe Bryant. Yes. RIP to his daughter, Gigi Bryant, and, uh, the you know, the, the captain, the pilot, and all of the lives that were lost um, in that unfortunate tragedy in Calabasas, California. Most definitely. I'm glad you said that because the media kind of gets everybody caught up on Kobe, but it was a lot of other lives that were yeah. lost. So it's, it's great to... Um, to acknowledge that as well. Oh, of course, man, yeah. without a doubt. And what I, you know, I want to, you know, I want to stay on this point too long, but what I really hated was that, you know, you were the one who texted me about it and who told right. me the news. Yeah. And then afterwards, Danielle gave me a call. But like, what I truly hated about it is that the media quickly bum rushed and said that his whole entire family was on there, his wife, his kids. Yeah. I hate how that happens, man. Yeah. Everybody oh. wants to be the first to the story. Right. And they don't care who they hurt. Right. Because. So no one had any facts. So you fabricate news in, in the process to make people feel some type of way? And then they said Rick Fox was on the helicopter. Yeah. And Rick Fox was... Uh, he was like, I'm alive. Yeah, it's crazy. But then I saw on TNT, he was like, his kids were calling him and, and crying and thought that he had passed. Imagine what that does to a family. Like, you don't... Like, that. there's a certain line of, like, boundaries you don't cross. You know what I'm saying? It's a ruthless business. And if I'm not mistaken, did Kobe's family find out via the media? Yeah. That's horrible. That's terrible, man. That's ridiculous. Man. Very terrible. But, so once again, um, uh, rest in peace to all those people. They'll absolutely. surely be missed. Definitely. Um, let's see here, man. Uh, yeah. Oh well. On my tip, man. On my mm-hmm. end, I know we talked. I know I, I, episode six. 
the ambitious life of women. I talked about it with uh, you a little bit when we were talking to Teresa and Nae, saying that I had a job interview. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yes. man. So, uh, what is going on, man? Bro, I got the job, man. I'm I'm gonna be working at a um, a juvenile facility for a nonprofit, basically working as a rehab therapist. Wow. Uh, for boys. So over the past two months, since 2020 kicked in, I've been doing training, and uh, um, I think if I'm not mistaken. Uh, on March, uh, on March 10th or 11th, somewhere between March 5th, March 12th, um, again, folks, we're pre-recording. Somewhere between that time frame, the facility will be opening up. And my job, man, is basically to do everything that I did at my prior schools, man, which is to create arts programs such as writing, poetry. Uh, maybe even I might even try to dibble and dabble to have the boys working on podcasting. And, um, wow. you know, I'm going to also be bringing in wood shopping so they can get skills in terms of how to, like, you know, do wood shopping to, like, build speakers with wood and stuff like that. You know, get some right. real tangible skills going on. Um, so just other things besides arts I want to do because I want these boys, you know, to leave the facility when they get Get back home to be able to reintegrate to the, into the community and you know them coming off juvenile probation i want them to really apply themselves so that way they can get a trade and, and work in the real world man man i i mean they should be honored to have you bro i'm, I'm hoping mean, so man i think a, it's gonna be good. a strong young black man like you who's setting a great example for these children yeah it's going to be an image that is it's going to be embedded into their minds forever i hope so man because that's something that you don't see i really really you know in, in so. their community is something they don't see without a doubt without so, a doubt that's going to be such an impactful thing. Just man, that's and that's going to last a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so yeah, man, I'm all excited for that, and I think it's really cool. And you know, no pressure on you, but I'm thinking sometime, you know, in the summer or the end of the year, or maybe even next year, if I'm still there at the job, maybe you can come through and give like a two day finance course to the boys. I think they probably that would be appreciate cool, that. man. That would be an honor for sure. You know, that would be amazing. I'd really appreciate it for sure, man. But you know. Wise community, I know you guys have been, you know, waiting. I know we sound really, really clear for another week because that's yes, because sir. Mark and I are recording in person. And again, we back, we back, we back. We got a lot of topics to talk about today. Um, episode 10, The Art of Friendship. Okay, let's go. The Art of Friendship. Uh, so I have two segments for you today. And um, it's going to be half planned and half kind of just semi-casual, if that's okay. Gotcha. So segment one today, Mark, is called Defining Friendship. All right. Okay. Defining friendship. All right. Um, and we're going to follow this conversation with the going ghost episode, which we got gotcha. for episode 11. That was a good one. Yep. Uh, defining friendship. So, Mark, what is friendship and how do we place value on it? Again, the question is the first question is what is friendship and how do we place value on it? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I feel that the definition changes depending on who you speak to. Mm. Um, and that can go towards um, the many different classes. Mm -hmm. You may have the middle class, the lower class, and the, the upper class, the higher class. Right. I feel that with the middle and higher classes, friendship is based off of value, mm -hmm. based off of what can you do for me mm -hmm. and what can I do for you. Right. Because that's, a, that's, a, that's what a, a relationship should be. Right. Two people showing value. So right. I feel like it's just two people helping each other or two people that have skills that complement each other. Right. So that, you know, each side can benefit. Right. But when we look towards the lower classes, value is not always considered. Mm -hmm. I think personality is more considered. Mm -hmm. Who shares the same tribulations as I do? Right. Who shares the same problems? Who shares the same... Um. Positive and negative hobbies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, 
it, it's interesting. It definitely does change depending on who you're speaking to. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100. Uh, percent It's interesting because um, you know we've always we've always been having this conversation about friendship and yep. what it entails, and you know how do you go about forming one, sustaining one, and pursuing one if, if, if that's the case. Right. And so I was reading this article recently, and it. It provided the four levels of friendship. And I wanted to, I didn't write down the definitions because I thought that would just be a little bit too much and I didn't want us to go, and, go down a rabbit hole. Right. But I wanted to kind of get your uh, opinion on this. Okay. Right? So let's see here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with this. So it says that the four levels of friendship, bro is level one, which is an acquaintance, someone who you know from a distance and you're probably on very friendly terms with them, such as a classmate or someone you might go to church with or might be taking some business courses with, but you don't really necessarily, you know, hang outside of whatever it is you're doing. You don't really build upon that relationship, go to that someone's house or go to that someone or or like like hang out with that someone in terms of like going to the movies or spending quality time with them. You just kind of just see them, you know, because you have to, even at work, you know? Exactly. Just kind of leave it there. Um... And then there's the casual friendship. This is the friend where, you know, you know the person really well. Let's say you went to high school with them. Okay. And you're really, really cool with them. And they're kind of on the fringe of an acquaintance, meaning that you only dealt with them when you really necessarily had to. Right. But then sometimes, whenever you, you would see them out in public, it would be all love between you two, saying hello, you know, having conversations. And, you know, um, you would go to this person's party if they had a party, you know, okay. just to enjoy yourself whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't really spend time with them like that, like that, you know. Right. Uh, and then there's the close friendship, like someone who really knows you well, someone who um, likes you, knows you, spends time with you. Um, for example, I'll give you an example. A close friend of mine is uh, Chad. Right. Chad is a very close friend of mine. Uh, Bert is a very close friend of mine. You know, mm-hmm. just to kind of give you an idea of what a close friend is, someone who you know. Exactly. Right? But then, um, you know, that person might know your family, your parents, you know, and just pretty solid. Pretty solid, right? Okay. And then there's the intimate friendship, all right? Mm -hmm. The last level. That's level four, the intimate friendship. So the intimate friendship apparently is the type of friendship that you and I have. Right. Uh, Not only do you guys or do you both know each other, but you're loyal to one another. You see yourself going out of your way to do things for the the other person. You champion them in ways that their own family or friends wouldn't, such as supporting their dreams and and, and praising them and high-fiving them and giving them positive encouragement. Absolutely. And more so, too, and and I feel as if we were at the level three, which was the close friendship, where we became number four, which was the intimate friendship, because the intimate friend is not also a close friend, but the intimate friend will also tell you what you don't want to hear about yourself. Mm. They'll, 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 they'll call you out on your, on your bullshit. They'll tell you when you're messing up and they'll tell you something about yourself in which you possibly would not have liked. And the reason why I say all these things, Mark, is because I considered you to be a very close friend. But recently, as of the past few months, I feel as if we've grown in terms of like creating an intimacy within our friendship because I don't want to say arguments, but we've had a lot of disagreements in the time frame of starting up this podcast alone. Absolutely. In terms of like you telling me about myself in terms of like, you know, have you worry about too much what people think or, you know, like you need to let a lot of these things go. Like stop focusing on that. You know, you know, in terms of you, were you really jealous of me, this and that in regards to what exactly. I was doing? Like, like, you know, there, there can kind of be heated moments, but you True. grow out of that. True. Exactly. So what do you think about acquaintance, casualness? Close and intimate friendships. Do you see any validation in any of those four terms or definitions, or are they all wrong? No, definitely. I can agree with that. Um, I didn't really think about it, but there's absolutely levels to it, mm. as Meek, Meek would say. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, because like the intimate friendship that you said, 
Uh, there's examples where you say things or you confront this person or, you know, you speak to them in such a way where you're not afraid to hurt their feelings. Right. I think that's a different level, because if you if you did the same thing to an acquaintance or, or just a close friend, you may end the friendship with those right. words. Mm-hmm. But in the intimate friendship, it seems as if the friendship is not in jeopardy when you confront someone or when you have a intense disagreement. Agreed. It's much more security, one would say. Right. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But I could definitely read his levels to it because you know who and who you can't say certain things to. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I could just be 100% honest here, I think this is the first time I'm actually saying this on air. On air. When we had a couple months back a few of those disagreements, whether it was about mentorship and finding mentors or whatever the case may be, I'm not going to lie. It hurt my feelings in a, in a way, and I took it personal because I guess up until that point, I had never been challenged in my friendships. Okay. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. I had never been challenged in my friendships. I don't want to say this, but I guess it was more so me having yes men around me or people just like, oh, good job, Kev, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, they might be yes, 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 yes to me. But at the end of the day, when have they ever really supported me the way you do, such as come out to my shows or like gotcha. tell me, yo, you're really doing your thing and you'll keep grinding, keep doing your stuff, Kevalev, you know, stuff like that. Right. I never really got that. It was more so I got it verbally, but like there was no action followed up or like no true like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything working out with the book or whatever? Like, like really invested in terms of what you do what you're doing you know exactly and i've yeah. never really been called out on my ish because um i don't know maybe i never allowed my friendships to grow to get to that point where that could possibly happen and right. then also too I, ha- I have to admit i don't think i've been a great friend in the sense of being an intimate friend with a lot of people because i've never done that to people i've known i've seen people messing up millions of times and i've never called them out on their ish you right. know what i'm saying exactly. i've never done it because, I mean, the confrontation, I mean... You don't not, want it. Exactly. Not everybody wants the confrontation yeah. because you don't know what the end result will be. Right. I mean, there's friends that you, you get into something and they never speak to you again. It's true. And people would rather not rattle rattle the bush. Right. You know? Right. So I can totally understand why some people just hold back. But if you hold back, you're going to have to hold back forever. Because, I mean, if you if you act a certain way in the beginning... And then you switch it up in the middle, mm-hmm. you're gonna shock that person. It's true. Yeah. So it's it's better to just keep it real from the start. Yeah. My second question is, should we segregate friendships depending on the purpose that they serve in our lives? So for example, my friend that's an intimate friend, such as your, yourself, compared to my friend, uh, I'm not gonna mention any names, but other friends who I'm gonna just be flat out honest, that might not be as ambitious as us, you know. Should we separate? Should we segregate or separate our friends to ensure that the value of that friendship is maintained? Like, I don't want my friend who just like, I mean, you know, we know people like this. You don't want, we don't want our friend who knows they're not doing anything with themselves to feel uncomfortable around someone such as myself or yourself or you or myself. Because I'm starting to get that point right. with, with certain friends. I don't want to waste my time going to this person's house when I know I'm going to see the same thing I heard yesterday or hear the same thing I heard three, four months ago. It's true. So should we separate or separate our friends? Like, should we know how to manage them? And as well as know, like, if I were to bring Mark over to this person's house or even think about doing that, this is going to be a complete waste of his time and an insult to what he has going on. I think I think it's got to be strategic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to introduce these two groups of friends, maybe, like you said, you have one friend that's serious about something, and then you have another friend that's not so focused in life. You can introduce them if you're trying to, you know, just 
influence that friend, you know, bring some someone around them that will kind of inform them and give give them something of value. But at the same time, you have to do it sparingly so you don't, like you said, waste another friend's time. Right. So I feel like if you feel like one person has potential and all they need is to meet someone in this field, yeah, then I think it's worth a try. Gotcha. But um, it's it won't work every time. I, that's yeah. what I feel. I feel like it's got to be very, it's got to be strategic. Like you have to feel like it's going to actually work. And you may have a universal friend who's who's got a serious side and he's got a crazy side. So he may blend true. in over here, blend in over there. You right. know. I mean, it's you know it's going to be a case by case basis, but we know our personnel. Yeah. We know what personalities do what, and um, it's just going to be a case by case basis. It seems. Yeah, I feel as if when I was a younger guy, like during my like early years of college, freshman year, sophomore year, I would try to combine certain friends. Like I'd bring yeah. certain friends to my house and try to have them play video games with each other. And the chemistry would be cool when I'm with this friend alone or I'm with that friend alone. But when I got them together, it didn't always work. A lot yeah. of the times it got awkward or it was just like, okay, I'm never trying this shit again. Excuse my language. But yeah. like, it just Absolutely. didn't work out. Like, have you ever experienced anything like that before? I'm curious. No, I've never tried it. Does it, yeah. does, does, it sound, <laughs> does it sound feasible though? Like, I could understand that, like no, how this wouldn't work. That makes perfect sense because that, and that's why I never tried it because not everything mixes. Right. So if, if this is one group of friends and that's another group of friends, I keep it separate because, you know, the chances that it could be an awkward moment or someone may not be interested in the activity that we're doing. So yeah. I keep it separate. Like, you know, yeah, for sure. Don't blame you. I don't yeah. blame you at all. Exactly. And if someone sees you in a certain light, like let's say I've got a, a friend that's a business partner. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go with him to the club because then, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't want to show that side. Right. You know, so it's like, right. Let's keep it, you know, let's keep this perception in order. <laughs> in order. <here. laughs> or we talked about it. Um, we talked about it on another episode. I, I forget which, but it's kind of like, um, uh, I think it might have been in a future episode with Andreas Coleman. It's kind of like, you know, you have like, for example, I, honestly, I've got to give a perfect example from work. Yep. We just hired a new guy at work. Okay. Um, you know, we're doing these, you know, we've been doing these workshops, these trainings at our job as of late. Because, um, you know, we haven't opened our facility yet. Right, right. This guy's brand spanking new, man. Straight from the streets. Straight from the streets of Hartford. Oh, wow. Straight from the streets of Hartford. And uh, very smart guy, though. Very bright, very high intelligent IQ. But, like, the other day we were in a closeout circle sharing. And uh, he said to the facilitator, nah, I'm good, bro. Nah, I'm good, bro. And I looked at him like, is this <laughs> crazy? Like, what is he doing? Yeah. Now, mind you, I was sitting next to him. And he was just having these random comments like... Yo, real talk, like, I appreciate all of you all today. This was a very fortuitous uh, uh, grouping here. I'm like, oh, fortuitous, good word. He's like, you know, right. I'm just really happy to be here with you all. So, like, yo, my, you know, um, he shouted out my boss name. He's like, yo, shout out to so-and-so. I was a little afraid of her at first, but, yo, she the homie. I was like, no, your boss is not your homie. Don't right. do that in the circle. Yeah. Now, get this. The principal of the program that's going to be running at, you know, at the facility she had already pulled me aside because in the opening of the circle, I had mentioned that I had come from a background of being a teacher or whatever, whatnot. Right. And like the, the teachers who will be working in the school during the daytime with the boys, 
uh, they're not technically a part of our staff, but they're a part of our staff, our staff if that makes sense. They're, they're being yeah. outsourced by another company. Yeah. But she's so happy to know that as the rehabilitation therapist, I have a teaching background. Exactly. So now in my head, I'm like, okay, so, so for example, let's say she was my friend. All right. She's not, you know, she's a colleague of mine, mm-hmm. but let's say she was my friend. I don't want her to get the perception that, oh my gosh, Kev's one of them. Right. He's, you know, he's what, like, he lied to me. He's really not what I thought he was. Exactly. It's all about perception. It is. So sometimes you have to know when to separate the two and when to put them together. Strategically, exactly because you know someone's opinion of you. Though I don't try to worry about what people think Mm -hmm. in business and in the work environment, you must. Right, you must control that narrative absolutely because it can affect your income. That's true, and and some people have no filter or control over this perception. They don't. Maybe they don't even care how they're perceived. Yeah. And it will drastically affect their income unless they pursue rapping or, or some type of sport. Can I tell you something? What? He's a rapper. Well, there he goes. I mean, <laughs> and that would be his path. You know? <laughs> he, he, in that case, he is free to act that way and speak that way. But if you're if you're saying you're trying to rehabilitate or teach and you're not using the English language properly, they will question your abilities there. Are you teaching them to be better or are you teaching them yeah. to be the same or worse? But I'm a hip-hop poet. And I mean, you know, I want to say there's a lot of slang in what I recite, but it has that hip-hop cadence and flow. But I don't yeah. do that. Right. Yeah, you still use English. I mean, and I love rap, you know, and I understand that there's slang and there's different ways of saying words. Mm-hmm. But in a professional environment, That's you can't normal. bring that language in. Agreed. Because then, I mean, now they see you as the uh, the rapper. The rapper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Automatically. I mean, these people that aren't from the places that we're from, when they see that, they think rapper. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they think. What else do <laughs> they think? Yeah. I mean, straight up. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. Rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not so tall. I don't think you play basketball. But you know what I mean? It's just like right. they, they question these things. They think these things. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It is, man. It's very, very interesting. Um, excellent. This is going really, really well. So uh, about two more questions for you. Uh, and I also wanted to read off a stat here. Um, let's see. What, what what separates... What do you think... So, hmm, how can I pose this question? Mm-hmm. What do you think separates associates from the forming of a solid friendship? So again, I told you what an associate is. Uh, or You know, an associate... Um, pretty much similar as an acquaintance, someone who you know at school, a classmate, you don't really talk to a lot, whatever, whatever. but what separates or distinguishes an associate from the forming of a true solid friendship? Well, I think when it comes to associates, that's a person that you tolerate because they're in your environment. Mm. So maybe what's stopping it is maybe they're not showing their true self. Maybe they're not showing their true personality. Yeah. Maybe they're just keeping it strictly business and mm-hmm. listen, I buy this from you. You give me the item, goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm not cracking jokes, I'm not showing my true self. Right. So I think that's what it all comes down to. It comes down to them, them, yeah, just them, just expressing themselves. Yeah. And and sometimes I don't want to make it seem as if it's like a um like there's a negative connotation that comes with it, right? Sometimes an associate can be a good associate that you've worked with at a job, and um, you know, even though you don't, you've 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 disconnected because you no longer work somewhere, you're no longer in their environment every day. You might be on good terms with them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's not a, a lot of people put a negative twist on it, as if it means like someone that I don't 
F with, right. you know, but it really just means someone that you're you're tolerating in your space that you get along with. Absolutely. I, I also want to make it clear. There are some associates that I have that I never want to see again. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, but you kept it business and you moved on. And I moved yeah. on, you know? Yep. Um, you know, we're approaching the, the, the mile high finish here. When do you think, when do you know, when do you know that it is time to part ways or sever ties of a friendship? Um, and then do we eventually outgrow these friendships? When do you know that it's time to part ways and um, how do we, or do we eventually outgrow them? Well, I'd say if, I don't know, it's like if, if it's negatively affecting your life, if it's bringing nothing but hardship, you know, to, to the things that you feel are important to you, you know what I mean? Like if it's, yeah. I would say if it just brings negativity to your life, right? it's best to part ways. That's what I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, just any 100%. type of negativity that's causing me problems. I'm stressing. Yeah. I don't think you should be stressing about a friendship. Without a doubt. Yeah. And um, what was the second question? Um, do we eventually outgrow some friendships in our lives, within our yeah, lives? Well, yeah, we definitely outgrow because, I mean, I'm a different guy every year. That's true. So 10 years ago, that means... You know, that's a totally different mark. That's a totally different Kev. I mean, yeah. that Kev from 10 years ago doesn't speak the same way, doesn't think the same way. So you won't be able to relate to the same people that you related to 10 years ago. Very true. Because some people can go 10 years and they're the same dude. Yeah. So that's the thing. Some right. people move faster than others. Some right. people stay in that same character. Yeah. Like you can meet a dude... 20 years from now, it's like, man, you're the same old blah, blah, blah. You know, so, so you're <laughs> yeah. still the same, man. You, yeah. You're just as funny as you were in high school. I just saw, I'm not going to put his name out there, but I just saw my cousin this morning who used to be in the armed forces and, you know, he's had a pretty hard life, like bouncing around all this stuff. Right. And guess what? He told me 10 or 15 years ago that his life was going to, you know, shoot up and he was going to kick, start a whole bunch of stuff off the ground. He looked worse to me today. Um, I mean, I mean, everyone's everyone's got an idea of what they want to be, but when you ask them how are they going to do it, they have no clue. So yeah. years go by. Yeah, and 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 prior to that, to now, he said he was going to just you know once he get back up on his feet, it, you know he was he was going to be on. It was going to you know things were going to get rocking. And I say that because you were talking about like you know the no progress in terms of friendships or whatnot. And just now today, he said, yeah, man, once I clear up my debts and I get on my feet, I'm like, you said that ten years ago. It's tough, man. That I mean, you're right, it's, but it's tough because life happens. Yeah. And sometimes you can get smacked in your face by mm -hmm. life and you just, and it's hard to get up. Right. And I mean, who knows? He may get up. It yeah. may take five years, 10 years from now, but they say we plan and God laughs. Mm, that's very true. Life mm -hmm. can smack you, man. Absolutely. You can get sued and, and lose everything. Absolutely. You know, like, Absolutely. And you know what I've been going through over the past few months in terms of job status and stuff. So right. I never thought I'd have to be in a position of trying to like re, you know, construct my life and get my professional career back on track with everything I was going through, which I will explain on a future podcast down the line. But you know what I'm saying? It's true. Because, I mean, if you asked me 10 years ago where I'd be, I'd say, you know, what color is my boat? <laughs> I just want to know what color. I don't. Right. Don't. I'm not. It's not if I'm it's on a true. boat. It's what color is my boat. It's true. It's true. So it's true. We so we can say the same laughs. thing. We could we could say the same thing for friendships. Like, oh, this is gonna be my best friend forever. We plan. God laughs. That's it. That person might be in your life for a season. That's it, man. All facts here. No fish. No fiction. Um, 
not that it really matters or whatever, but I just met your girlfriend, your lovely girlfriend for the first time just now. Yes, yes. Um, And it's interesting because I want to connect this back into the conversation that we just had with her or whatever, whatnot. Right. She said that I, she, she was saying that, you know, I as well as you both sound formal and we both sound as like, I said, like she was like, you know, something along the lines of being in my podcast voice or whatever, whatnot, just, right. you know, whatever, whatnot. Exactly. And the reason why I bring that up to you is because we, I mean, you know, we both connect well because we have a lot of interest and we both make everything clear to each other. We both speak very similarly. Right. right? I'm curious and I want to get your opinion. 10 years ago when it was, uh, you know, uh, 19 year old Kev. And um, uh, uh, 16-year-old Mark, were we talking the way that we're talking now in terms of like, the, you know, the way we're able to speak, diction, whatever, whatnot? And I'm saying this in regards to friendships because sometimes the reason why you outgrow friendships is because, you know, your, your, your mentality shifts, you know, the way you start speaking, the way you present yourself in terms of a certain manner is different. Everything might change from one person as opposed to another. Right. Were we talking this way? When I first met you at Queensborough, were we where we are now in terms of being able to verbally express ourselves and articulate the way we do now? I don't know. I mean... I think it was always there, but it's in its rawest form, mm. you know, because um, we've always been able to, you know, express, use our, you know, yeah. use our vocabulary and, yeah. and just, ex- you know, express our thoughts and words. But, you know, with, with time, we just evolved, yeah. with, evolved with the tools we already had, tools. you know, because it's not like we... You know, after after that age, we just started studying vocabulary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was already there. I mean, so it's just a matter. We just fell into our own. And, essentially. The, re- and the reason why I say that is because the first time I met up with you after a very, very long time, we, we talked to discuss like, you know, financing and saving money and investments, whatever, whatnot. Right. And I had you meet me or I think we rode the, trade to, the train together to Creek in the Cave, this yeah. Mexican taco spot. In oh, yeah, that was in, a good LIC. spot. Man. That's a really good spot, man. Have you been there since? You got to go I back, man. I haven't been there since. You got to check it out, man. It's a great spot. It's a great spot. Definitely. And um, uh, also, um, remember we also took Bert to Sweet Chicks in Brooklyn. Yes. There's actually a Sweet Chicks in Long Island City, too. Samantha just told me about it. She went to it yesterday. So wow, go okay. check that out when you get the chance. Most definitely. Um, so I hadn't seen you in a long time up until that point. And, you know, we both went our separate ways for our separate reasons, whatever, whatnot. And then, you know, we reconvened. It was all love. And uh, when I saw you, man, I was like, man, I was like, Mark's on a whole nother level. And I'm like, he's speaking a language that I can truly appreciate. And he's just, you know, he's doing great, you know. And then when Bert saw you, shout out to our boy, Bert. When Bert saw you, Bert was like, yo, Mark's on another level, bro. I never heard Mark talk like this, man. The way he's speaking, it's so beautiful. You know, (laughs) like seriously, it's like he thought like your, 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 your vocabulary, your speech patterns and your diction just just transcended and went to another level. So I say that to say that I think I noticed that growth within you after not seeing you for a good four or five years. Right. Not right. saying you never spoke the way you do now, whatever, whatnot. And you know, we, who cares? Like people don't really oh, yeah, think about yeah, these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was interesting just to see that subtle change to go along with the interest and the business uh, uh, passions and things that you had. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, so I think it, it comes down to like, like we said a minute ago, raw talent. I mean, if you never handed LeBron a basketball, right, you would never know that he could be so great at basketball. Without a doubt. But he already had the tools. It's true. Because I was always able to express myself with, you know, just my vocabulary and just my thoughts. But if you've got nothing important to talk about, mm-hmm. you never need to use that tool. 100%. So I think it was just a matter of figuring out and learning what my passion was mm-hmm. and giving myself something to talk about. And it's yeah. like, okay, I've got something to talk about. 
oh, I can speak. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it made sense. There we go. Yeah. So, but I mean, just as a child, my mother has always pushed me, you know, of course, in church. Mm-hmm. Go up to the microphone and do the announcements. You I know, love just, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, those things. Those things help, honestly. Yeah, because I would go speaking. to yeah public speaking. I would go, um, you know, read uh, certain scriptures from the Bible um, once once a month on a Sunday, and and I did it at least for the three years. And I'm talking about from the ages of like 12 to 15. Exactly. That and that's that's it's all practice. I mean, and my, my dad's a great speaker. I mean, he would always, you know, as a as a as I was a child, he would read books to me. You know, mm-hmm. he would he would read encyclopedias to me, always talking about some conspiracy theory, just <laughs> thinking outside of the box. That's like, cool. this yeah. isn't how it is. Let me tell you how it is. You right. know? Let me tell you about African African history, our, our background, mm-hmm. where we're from, mm-hmm. what we did. Right. We were kings and queens, you right. know? And not just on that, um, you know, like... Zulu nation type yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not that type of stuff. But actually, here's the encyclopedia. Crack it open, yeah. you know? Yeah, And then my mother, <clears throat> she would have me at the table as a child, you know... Uh, from about four, five, six years old, up until I was about 15 in high school with Hooked on Phonics. Mm. You know, she had the whole set with mm. cassette tapes and um, she would make me recite it for hours. That's excellent, know? man. And Makia as well? Yeah, for hours, reciting wow. Hooked on Phonics. If, if we didn't pronounce it properly, it was hell to pay. That's beautiful. <laughs> Sir, like, That's beautiful. I mean, That's like... Beautiful. I would tell you, you get your, you know, you're getting a beating. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, I was about to, I was just about to say that yes. what my dad did when I would get my math problems wrong, but I, I probably shouldn't say that on air. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say that. But that's interesting, man. So I want to lead to my last point before we head to the word of the word oh, to yeah, the wise. For sure. So uh, it's, this, it's this excerpt that I got from this uh, website. According to a 2015 study published in Psychology and Aging. Quantity and quality do matter in regards to friendships, but not necessarily at the same time. The researchers found that having more friends in your 20s and having a smaller group of higher quality friends in your 30s are predictors of well-being later in life. What do you think about that quote? So they're saying... So essentially what they're saying is that Having a high amount of friends in your 20s as opposed to having a smaller group of higher quality friends in your 30s are predictors of where you may possibly go later on in life. So essentially the amount of friends you have in your 20s, if your number is dwindling by the time you know you reach your 30s and you have a few certain amount of quality friends and let's say you're celebrating your 35th birthday and right. there are like three friends at your barbecue right. and you guys are all talking about substantial topics, then you're doing well. That's true. As opposed to going out to the club and having like 15 friends and y'all still sipping champagne and buying bottles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. Because, I mean, like when you're young, I feel like everyone's got something going on. Yep. But nothing is finished. Absolutely. But as life goes on, the herd is thinned. Right. Because people fall off the wagon. It's true. It's And as they fall true. off the wagon... You keep moving forward. Your mm-hmm. friendships are dwindling because the people are falling off. Yeah. And you end up with a small group of people who actually did what they said they were going to do. Mm. In high school, how many people said they were going to be lawyers and doctors? Oh, wow. A lot of people. I mean, they were following what mommy and daddy said, but who actually did it? A lot of people said they were going to do stuff like that. Didn't happen. Yeah. And there's people right now that, you know, that they're aiming towards that. And mm-hmm. that's beautiful. But statistics go... Seventy percent of them will not. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's all talk until it gets done. 
Agreed. Because I want to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and yeah. It's his words. Yeah, it's his words, right. I want to be an astronaut. Right. I'm working on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. All right, man. Um, any other thing you want to add? I think we pretty much touched upon everything for this episode. No, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, we covered just about everything. Absolutely. We jumped um, on a bunch of topics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I kind of, you know, just wanted to close out with our word to the wise. Um, I'll go first to kind of give you some time to refresh and sure. think. Um, my word to the wise, Mark, in regards to the topic of uh, friendship and like the art of building friendship in general, mm-hmm. my word to the wise kind of connects to one of, to one of your recent points. My word to the wise would just be live. Right. Live your life. Live your life. Go through experiences. Go through tumultuous moments, um, outstanding moments, all different types of moments with people, you know, try to find your passions, try to find, you know, the things that make you tick, the things that give you a certain desire to want to live and want to succeed and be successful in life and just live your life. And as long as you're being true to yourself and you're living the good people or the people you're searching for, they'll come around and they'll stick. Right. So um, that's my word to the wise for today for the, um, for this topic of conversation and the art of friendship for episode 10. It would just be to live. How about yourself? That was a great, that's, that's a, uh, excellent advice, and it's true. Uh, for me, I would say take risks, mm-hmm. mainly because, I mean, there's one thing that's inevitable, and that's death. We're all going to die. Absolutely. When, I don't know. Yeah. But if we're all going to die eventually, mm-hmm. why play it safe? You only have one chance to do this. Absolutely. Why do what everyone's doing? If you really want to do something, go for it. Take mm-hmm. the risk. Fail. Mm-hmm. Because... If you try something that you've always wanted to try and you fail, you can always get another bullshit job. Right. You can. There's tons of them. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, if I know I'm going to fall flat on my face and I can find a job, why not take the risk to win big? It's true. I mean, people play lottery. Why? Because maybe I can win. Well, make the risk and take the risk and go towards your goals because mm-hmm. maybe you can win. All you need is a maybe. Yeah. I can be wrong a hundred thousand times. But on the hundred thousand and one time, if I'm right, everything before that is erased. That's all that matters. Everyone's gonna be on me. Yeah, you know? that's all you that matters. You won. You won. They're not gonna say, "Mark, you lost a hundred thousand times." We say, "You won." Absolutely. That's all that matters, man. Yeah, man. So just just go for it, man. Fail as much as you can. Failure is the best teacher. The more you fail, the more you learn. Agreed. So I consider myself a genius now because I failed tremendously. I love it. <laughs> so I, I mean, I probably. It's probably the equivalent of a master's degree. I know you hate when I say that. <laughs> you hate when I say that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But it's serious, man. It's yeah. true. I have a master's degree <laughs> in life. In life, man. Oh, Mark. Also, a master's on YouTube. I learned <laughs> many, many courses on YouTube. I pro- no, if they no, if there was a degree for you know just watching. Actually, there is. It's called online classes. <laughs> I've been taking online college courses. I didn't even know it. It's crazy, bro. Oh, man, I hear it's you. It's crazy. Ladies and gents of the WASC community, I don't endorse everything Mark's saying, but I love it, though. I truly do love it. Oh, gosh. Man, this was a great episode. Absolutely. I loved it. Um, for all of you out there listening, WASC community, uh, man, the Wise Guys podcast, um, we're pretty much... We're pretty much all over in terms of distribution now, man. So many different platforms. Absolutely. You can find us online 
starting through our host um, platform site, which is Anchor. And as well as, uh, let's see here, you can find us SoundCloud? on uh, not SoundCloud. That's not SoundCloud. Is, yeah, that's, that's on the way. way. Not yet. I definitely haven't figured on that YouTube. out. Definitely on YouTube. I haven't figured out SoundCloud yet, but that's definitely on the way. Spotify. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as you can see. Absolutely. That's uh, a big one. That's a big one. That's, that's, that's everything. Users, we've got everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We are on Overcast, Pocket Cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, uh, um, I, I, every week my feed keeps telling me uh, the Wise Guys podcast is now on this platform. So we're starting to circulate and get around a lot now, man. Yeah, it's at this point. Just search Wise Guys wherever you find a podcast and we'll pop up. We will pop up. There will be other Wise Guys podcasts, but they'll be irrelevant to the Yeah, there's yeah. only... There's only- one right. set of wise guys. guys. And that's us. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our topic for today. Next week's episode, episode 11, uh, will be another live recording of Mark and I here in studio, which is Going Ghost. Uh, it will actually be an unofficial part two and continuation of our current conversation, which is the art of friendship. So we definitely look forward to it. It's looking great. Absolutely. So as I said in the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Kevin Unglad. And this is Mark Pruden. We are the Wise Guys Podcast. You know, again, people, keep rocking with us. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. Stay wise.